Hello, Eloise. How are you today? I'm great as always. How are you? Good, good. I'm cool. still trying to to train my bird a little bit and oh. uh, get him not to go into dangerous situations. <laughs> he seems to be attracted by this. Don't go in the van. <laughs> Don't go in the van. Don't go into the, the boiling hot water. Don't stand on the on the boiler, don't stand on the coffee machine and uh, <laughs> all the kettle. Next. And then this coffee business, he's, he's very attracted to coffee. So, oh, interesting. Hmm. Yes, very interesting. So, it, yeah, yeah. So, I was going to say, maybe in a past life, he liked coffee. <laughs> he made coffee beans or something i don't <laughs> anyway yeah hello uh, just we're a... carrying on last week's theme really weren't we today? yes we're just gonna kind of take a peek again at the three d's right so anybody yeah. who isn't listening we've been um putting go back and putting together <laughs> you know the the dream that we have um we have whatever dream it is that someone has and make mm. that dream very specific and you begin living as though you have it. And I'm just using one way of fleshing this out. Um, we can find other ways to flesh it out. It'd be interesting if anybody wants to make a comment, but mm. it's just to get, you know, one of the things I'm basing this on is that this, this discipline, determination, dedication and attitude seemed to come naturally to me. So if I had a vision, I would just go off. I'd create a dis, uh, disciplined um, uh, times a week, or, um, you know, let's say you're, you're want to be an artist or when I was a kid, I wanted to study photography while I was in uh, the family business. So I made time. Right. I just made yeah. time in the evenings. Winter was a little harder because we worked really late and uh, everything got dark in the winter. So, you know, I yeah. need to find nothing to photograph in the dark. Yeah, I love I'm, I'm an early bird. I love <laughs> being up at four o'clock in the morning. So, yeah, that's what I do on a lot of occasions because I did work really early or on my way to work. I'd, I'd photograph. Right. So mm. there's always uh, some way you can. Um, have your dream, whatever that is, whether it's a business relationship. Um, and then you, once you really formulate this, so go back and listen to those audios, um, is to really, really visualize it and feel it, smell it, taste it, whatever you need to do. And then you live as though you have it, which means you've got discipline. So how many times a week, let's say you decide you're going to work out and train. Um, you could decide you want to do it three times a week, five times a week, whatever you decide you fit it into your life. Um, and sometimes we have to take things out. Then there's determination, right? We need to be mm -hmm. determined. We have our purpose. We have our goal. And that uh, we We have this, basically, this positive attitude, even when things become difficult. We're determined mm -hmm. despite the difficulty, right? Yeah. And, of course, dedication is where we devote and set aside whatever we're going to do for a particular purpose. Like, um, 
if you don't have enough money and you're working really hard and um, you're thinking, I want to go into my own business. Well, you, you create it in your mind and you begin it, right? You, yeah. you start to set time for it and it'll eventually manifest. You know, you don't necessarily need money. You don't necessarily, it just depends on, it's all, it depends, it depends, it depends. So you're like, yeah. let's say you needed, you thought of a multi-million dollar idea. You need tons of money. Well, you're going to have to be dedicated, disciplined, and determined to learn how to negotiate with big wheeler dealer people who have lots of money. It's not just the bank that could give you money, right? You might have somebody yep. invest in you. And you have to build that part of you up. There's the, the, the point I'm getting to today is that all of these things require a modicum of sacrifice at some point. You can't just sit around and say, you know, I want this thing. Like, if I want a relationship, then, you know, this is an interesting kind of topic. A lot of women, as as we get older, you know, we're losing our youth. And it is one of the things that historically has happened. Women begin to lose their feminine mystique. We begin, as we age, you know, we go from the, from the sexy girl or whatever to the, uh, to eventually there's there's less of this um, energy around us. We're aging, um, we're maturing, we have different interests. And sometimes we forget and we say, oh yeah, we can, we can do whatever we want. We can um, attract any man, anytime, anywhere. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's a little bit delusional. So we have to sit back and go, what is it I have to offer? You know, what, what, mm. what is a 50-year-old or a 55-year-old going to offer, um, especially when, you know, the competition out there is with a 25-year-old, a 20-year-old even, 30-year-old, mm. 35-year-old, even a 40-year-old, right? So we're always kind of looking at um, what do we need to sacrifice? And oftentimes, uh, when it comes to, let's say, business or you know, little girl thoughts about a relationship. You know, a lot of women do that. It's like, well, I want somebody who's going to do this and take care of me. Doesn't mean you won't get it, but you do need to figure out, you know, what is it that I offer? Because you can't just sit back on your laurels and say, you know, any man would be lucky to have you. Well, at the same time, any woman would be lucky to have the man, right? There's no, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't just have it one way. So it's just sitting back and kind of going, you know, it's kind of like a cultural uh, part of the culture now that, you know, uh, women are cool at any age. Women look as good as men at any age, et cetera, et cetera. Biologically, that doesn't always work because as we lose reproductive capacity, we lose attractiveness. It's just the way the biology works. Maybe in the future we'll change biologically, but Right now, you can't force people to be attracted to something they're not. Yeah. Right. So you got to figure out what are you going to sacrifice? Like, you know, sacrificing the mentality that, you know, women at 50 look really good. Of course they do. And super attractive, worked out, all this kind of stuff. But um, you might not be offering your looks at this point. Yes, you still look good, et cetera, et cetera. But that's not what you're offering a partner. So there's got to be something that we build up. So you might have to sacrifice that idea that, wow, I'm just as attractive as a 30-year-old. 
I know it trends in the world mm. where we say, yes, the 50 is the new 30. It's like, you know what? Relax, right? You can say it all you want. doesn't make it true. Yeah. Um, so that's the kind of thing that we kind of look at within ourselves. Make sure that our vision is clear, but also adding a bit of realism to it, right? Um, yeah. yeah. So then once you have that set, as I said, you're dedicated, disciplined, and determined to have it happen, right? To, to, to be living um, as though you have it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like if I want a relationship and I live as though I have it, you're going to look like a loco if you walk around with a talking to an invisible figure. That's, <laughs> that's not really our, the point, right? It's, it's really knowing this is the life I would lead whether I'm alone or with someone else. You know, I've heard women say, well, you know, I want a guy in my life, but I want him to live in his own house. And then we meet up, you know, three days a week and, you know, I can't meet up all the time. You're really narrowing your field, right? narrowing the the field most people want community they want to be with someone and men are men are very strongly in that field if not um what happens is we we tend to attract someone who's got other women as well and you know there's a bit of a dysfunction really it's just looking at yourself and saying is this dysfunctional or is this really natural you know that a woman lives alone in her house um and you're looking for a relationship, you might need to, um, it's not that it, it can't happen, but I notice, I notice if you look out in the world, that's not really where happiness lays mm. when it comes to relationship. You usually see a lot of misery rising out of that, right? You want somebody who's detached, yet when that occurs, that you have someone who has his own life, women start to get because we get kind of nesty right we're we're nesters i'm not saying everyone again remember people listening yeah. it's not everyone but it's really more often than not you know women who live alone with their cats often complain that they're living alone with their cats or they become a little bit well those cat people right <laughs> hello i'd be, I am a I'd be one of them yeah i'd be one of them with my bird if i was living alone and had my <laughs> old attitude I'd have my little bird and you know walk around talking about the bird and have weird weird relationships which uh, quite frankly it's you know it's what I saw when you're single and you don't want someone uh, having that's why I don't like the word relationship because everything's a relationship I have a relationship with you I have a relationship yeah. with my uh dry cleaners right <laughs> we have relationships <laughs> yeah. Everywhere. A relationship with my car. Yes, exactly. So when someone says, I want a relationship, yes, you can define the relationship that you uh, would like to have. Of course you can. Uh, but you've got to be clear that, that you know yourself, right? So when you're living something yeah. out and saying, I'm living as though I have it, you'll start to notice um, certain people. There's, a, a let's say, a, a minority of others who want the same thing as you. Because if you look around, the majority of people want to be with other people. We're, we're like that. It's just human. We want to have yeah. relationships. We want a family. We, we want to have those connections. It's, it's a, an important thing for, 
for us humans. I'm not saying everyone, again, I'll reiterate, I'm not saying everyone, some people are just fine uh, doing it that way. I was fine when it was like that, but when I realized, wait a minute, uh, I need something uh, more, I need something deeper, not just, mm. boom, somebody uh, coming in and out of my life, I don't know what the heck they're doing the rest of the time, right? You want someone yeah. you're, you're connected to, you have a relationship with, then you really need to decide what is a relationship to you. You know, some people say they want a relationship, but it's not really much of a relationship. Um, if, you, if you think of a relationship as two people living together, making a life together, sharing their burdens, sharing their difficulties, uh, sharing their time, sharing their space, you know, mm. uh, it's really easy for someone looking at you to see where you're, you're dysfunctional. Like when I started saying I wanted a relationship, my friend said to me, well, you know, Terry Ann, you're going to have to stay home. Right. And I was like, mm. what? Cause it seems so natural to be traveling <laughs> 10 months a year, 11 yeah. months a year, just gone all the time. And uh, it just seemed like, well, no, I want somebody who's going to be part of that. But no, that didn't, that's, that's not how I was going to have a relationship. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know, the, one of the guys I was dating really complained about it a lot. Another one didn't because he had his own psychoses. And then, you know, finally, I just started, yeah. started feeling like I didn't want to travel that much. It was tiring. I wanted to create a life. I wanted to be closer to my family. So, boom. As soon as I decide that within a few months, I'm already in a relationship. So, yeah. So simple things like that. Um, when you're, when you look at your vision, you need to be living as though you have it. But in that, when you, let's say you don't have a relationship, you start to notice what you don't have, right? You, you might not have like literal space for someone to come into your life. Yeah. And to be part of it and to share it. Right? You say you're going to meet someone sporadically here and there. Well, that's fine. But is that the connection you want? If that's fine, great. The, the same with business. As I was mentioning earlier, if you want to go into business and you do not know how to make deals with a, um, what do you call it? With, a, Angel investor. with, a, with an investor. You might need to go and learn how to negotiate a deal, mm-hmm. right? That includes what about your clothing? What about your stance? What about your speaking voice, right? Those things are really important. You know, mm. you, can, you can walk into a meeting and just the first appearance can ruin things for you. Uh, you, yeah. you need to be able to, if you're going to go into big business with that much money, you're going to need to be, be pretty thick-skinned to tolerate feedback. Like mm-hmm. somebody who wants big businesses and, and dreaming about it, but they can't tolerate someone rejecting them or criticizing them. Uh, well, not necessarily criticism, but the criticism would might appear as, well, your business model's got a few problems in it. That could be the criticism. And if you got thick skinned and you don't like that and you think it's uh, your business is perfect the way it is, you're in trouble. You're in big trouble. There, so there's this this dream that you have, but the journey is always mutating. So I love this phrase, you know how to make God laugh. Tell him your plans, 
right? So, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the plan or the way things are going to occur, that needs to be um, flexible. Like sometimes people say to me, yes, I want a relationship. So I visualize how it's going to happen, how I'm going to meet them, what they're going to be like. It's like, no, 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 that's not going to work. You're going to be, hmm. you're going to be left without a relationship. That's not the way it's going to work. You're now setting up the plan. No, you live in the way, so by, for example, my life, making my own dinner, setting my table, doing, living as though the relationship is right there and someone will come and fit right into it. I did that. I just made it that way. What well, which, which was interesting, this food business, I bring it up, but it's not something I ever thought about, you know, and I'm Greek. So, you know, we always you know, have meals and that kind of thing, but I never thought about cooking or whatever. So what, what ends up happening? My, my partner is the one who cooks <laughs> and I like cleaning. So I do all the cleaning. He's cooking and I'm cleaning or I make the salads and he does the barbecue. He likes to take care of his own meat. I'm, I'm not supposed to touch the meat. <laughs> so it's really funny. And and yeah, it works really well, right? Because I don't, uh, the preparing and all of that stuff, ugh, I prefer to do the cleaning. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of uh, an interesting part of the scene that unfolded on the journey that I didn't think about, didn't expect, but wow, was it in my favor because he's doing mm. the cooking. Of course, if I liked cooking, we'd have a problem because we'd be battling in the kitchen. Right? Yeah. <laughs> in there. Yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm sort of skirting uh, this very long talk, topic about sacrifice, right? So some mm. of the sacrifices, um, the examples of sacrifice is, you know, giving up time to be in, a friend a relationship giving up um let's say you're selfish uh the selfish part that is is very childish you know i hear this quite often when people are setting up their um when when they're failing at it though right so these are just one of the tricks to knowing you're failing is if you're uh planning if you're deciding how something is going to happen even if you're asking the question well i've got my vision how's it going to happen you've just yeah. canceled your vision so mm. you know the moment we're saying live as though you have it but if you say how is it going to happen you've just sent that energy into the universe you've sent that doubt within yourself and you're not going to manifest it right yeah so it's really got to be here's my vision and i'm just going to keep living into it or living as though I have it. I just keep ma making it, make my space, you know, figure out how I'm going. Like for me, obviously it was space. Do I have space in my life for a relationship? I didn't realize yeah. there was not even a crack for someone to, to enter, <laughs> you know? And it was interesting because when I was dating, men were asking me, how does somebody going to fit in your life? And I was like, easily. And, you know, to me, it's, <laughs> it's so funny here that, they, they they were communicating that I appeared to have no space for them in my life. Okay, there were two. That's twofold. Some I was mostly not interested. So, 
you know, it, it didn't look like I had space, but yeah. it was just an interesting commentary. And, uh, and I said, okay, so that's a big deal. I do need to make space. So you can ask a friend, you know, what, what would be the, the best thing about me and the worst thing, you know, especially when it comes yeah. to a relationship and you have to be with somebody really honest, right? Mm. Really, really honest. You can't, if you're going to ask someone that they've got to be able to tell you, right? Yeah. And uh, that's a good exercise, but you can't, you can't be uh, all upset when they tell you it's really sitting down, writing it down and taking it at face value. You know, so I would, I asked people when I was 21 years old, you know, what's my best quality and my worst quality. And the best quality was, oh man, Terry Ann, when you walk into a room, you light it up, you know, you you, you have a big energy, you make people happy, you make them feel comfortable. And I'm like, okay, I kind of knew that, but what's my worst yeah. quality? And they went, well, when you're not in a good mood, you can bring everybody down with you. <laughs> and I was like, holy crap, right? yeah. <laughs> that's not so good, right? So, you know, I was able to, to temper that, to, you know, if I'm not in a good mood, stay away from people, right? Mm. so uh that's that's another good way um and yeah just a little bit more on on sacrifice um one of the the biggest developments of humankind right was the moment we realized there was time there was a future and we could make a sacrifice to the future it's massive. You know, we can save food. We can save our money. We can, you know, um, take care of things, right? Mm. So sacrifice is very important, but it's really learning what is the healthiest way to sacrifice. What are things I need to sacrifice that are I like? They give me pleasure but ultimately not so good for you, right? You know, you can, you could eat sweets every day, but you're gonna make a sacrifice doing that. You're, you could get diabetes, you could um, rot your teeth, you, you could get that. You never know what can happen, right? Of any of yeah. those things, plus other things, if you're gonna eat Twinkies all day long. <laughs> I don't know what those are, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so just kind of like a, a sweet that they've, they've done tests on, left it on shelves for like 20 years and it remains intact. Oh, and it's still fine. Yeah, yeah okay. Full of stuff, yeah. yeah. I don't know what you would have in the UK that kind of matches that. <laughs> I don't think we have them either. I'm not even sure. I think it's an American thing. Oh, yeah. So, um yeah, you, you're making somehow you're making a sacrifice. Like, uh, yeah, this just this just haunts me all the time when women say, you know, uh, I'm just not going to be with a man who um, well, who doesn't think like I do. A man who uh, blah blah blah. Yeah, just I'm not doing this really well. Uh, it's this childish sort of mentality and I can feel it really clearly right now, but I'm, I'm not able to describe it to you. 
Can you tune into mm-hmm. that? Like what that childish mentality is? Well, is it just wanting things your way? Yeah, wanting like things your way. Not being open to the possibilities, yeah. Uh, yeah, not, yeah, there's, that's really rigidly, that can happen um, both ways, right? Mm. You know, men and women can both want something their way. There's this this strange sort of, and I'm saying it's cultural, right? Because culturally, we're telling men to do things that are against human nature. And that's mm. really childish. Like this thing about, you know, um, as a woman, you could have anything you want, right? The women are told this a lot from really young. You can do anything yeah. you want. Yeah, well, that be, that, that's ridiculous saying this to a woman. And I understand it's supposed to counter react from the days that women apparently weren't allowed to kitchens. Pardon me? The days when we were just tied to a kitchen. Yeah, and even that that kind of dynamic that we're seeing tied to to a kitchen, um, I don't even buy it, right? I don't believe mm. women were ever tied to a kitchen. There's women in men's role you could say that men were tied to a factory or tied to a, yeah. a mine or tied to, you know, very tough work till the industrial revolution. The industrial revolution comes in. Women start going into the market, right? War comes in. Women are in the market. Uh, so many women have done such great things uh, throughout the decades. And the other ones were at home, what? Not permitted to do things? Well, yeah, you go, the men's world, in a way, was dealt with in a men's way. Sure, we had to break through and make our own way, but we didn't, we don't need to become as obnoxious as apparently men were, right? It's like women have have taken on the role of being more obnoxious than men ever were. If all of this is true, I don't even know if it's true. Like, I don't really, you know, remember not thinking that I could not enter some field. If I wanted to be prime minister, I could be. And that's that's in the 60s. My mother could have been anything she wanted. She could do whatever she wanted. So she's born in the the 30s. My grandmother could have done anything she wanted. And when you look, when I look back at their individual lives, it was just their choices that they made. Yeah. They made particular choices. Um, family is always telling kids what to do. Like my grandmother was told to marry my grandfather and she didn't like the idea. And, you know, you can sit around and say, yeah, but my parents didn't want it. What power do your parents have over you? They hardly had any money. They were working really hard. They were getting older. They came to a new country and the kids were bringing them money. Who, who owned the show? Right? Yeah. It's all mental conflict, right? Which is so much about everything that we're doing is this mental conflict. And that usually we need to sacrifice some of the things that we feel we should have as though you have a right to it. You don't have a right to anything. Yeah. You, you, you earn what you have just like everyone else. Well, like that pretty much is equal for everyone today. It's not the same. People who are capable and work and make their own jobs are, you know, 
the the world is standing on their backs in countries like mine and yours, right? Mm. Which is fine, you know. When I you know I want to help community, I like it. The people are educated. It helps me. It helps my country. Um, it helps the world. So of course those things can be lovely. I have no idea how that all needs to be solved. So that's not my forte, mm -hmm. but I do know that the conflict in our minds really is going to cause a problem to whatever vision you have, even changing your neighborhood. You know, if you're mm -hmm. insistent about way, the way things need to be um, and it's different from everyone else, might be time for you to move neighborhoods. <laughs> Um, yeah. If the majority of people or change your friends or change your friends, that it all works the same way. But if you kind of like your neighborhood, everyone's doing similar things, you know, it's quiet. Uh, it's really interesting. We have a new neighbor that moved in. And the first night he was here, he went in and screamed really loudly at his child, <laughs> little baby. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, randomly screaming. The, yeah. the whole neighborhood was kind of like, stopped in their tracks because we're all outside yeah. in the back it's there are these yeah. there's a narrow alley between all the different lots and uh all the houses are pretty much attached together it's it's not you know one of those old uh communities you know very pretty yeah. and then there's families out back some single people some couples etc and uh we're all you know kind of nice and do barbecues and are sitting out on our decks and uh, you know, you, you're very close together. Right? Yeah. So it was really strange. We just sat back and thought, well, you know, if anything like that happens again, we might have to call the social services for the child. Uh, and then we just sat back and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to visualize the beauty of my community. <laughs> and for a couple of nights over the next couple of weeks, uh, they were loud and noisy. And now it's about a month and they've settled down. There's like no <laughs> noise. Uh, they're hot summer nights. You can be outside. Uh, but now it's really quiet. So it's like, wow, look at that. The energy of the neighborhoods yes, got them to meld in rather than, you know, them dominating us and, yeah. and, uh, and trying to change the way the neighborhood works, you know. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, if this goes on, you know, maybe we'll boot him out in a year. Like he'll be energetically, he'll be booted out yeah. because he won't be able to fit in. Or, you know, he will fit in. So it's like, wow, that was fast. But I just thought the visualization and the focus helped that out, right? Mm, yeah. Interesting. Uh, yes, really fascinating, right? Um, so, you, you know, if he wanted us all to become, you know, like him yelling and screaming, um, somebody would have to make a sacrifice, you know, and I'd say it would be him because he's the, he's the minority and that's often what happens is <laughs> when... When people have unacceptable behavior, they're yeah. it's a huge part of human um, dynamics where we ostracize them, right? And ostracism mm. uh, has a good function and a bad function, right? You know, yeah. we can ostracize people like when we're in school and you get the in group, 
and then the, yeah. the little fatty or the little dark-skinned person uh, that was in my day I was the fatty and the dark-skinned person so you're kind of put <laughs> to the to the extremes yeah. right um and uh and it just tells you you're you're just not acceptable uh in maybe the way you're behaving, the way you're acting, blah, blah, blah. So you can find your own people or maybe you just need to to fit in, right? Like if you smell or something, well, that's going to be a problem. Uh, it's something you need to kind of go, well, I need to clean up, right? Mm. Um, if you're overweight and, and someone ostracizes you, well, lose weight. These are things you can take care of, right? And I'm not mm. saying it's easy to lose weight. Nobody get all on their high horse. This is, uh, <laughs> I'm talking about something that has been very difficult for me all of my life. And I'm no skinny yeah. person. Um, and there are other troubles associated with, with weight loss, et cetera, for people. Um, but, you know, genetics, et cetera. But still, uh, if you want to be accepted in certain circles, you're going to have to make the sacrifice of whatever it is right yeah you want to have a relationship you might need to make a sacrifice like you might need to sacrifice a negative attitude you might need to sacrifice um some well it could be anything so i don't, I don't want to go through the whole list but mostly it's mental stuff that you need to sacrifice you know uh, you, if you have a defensive attitude, uh, you know, one thing that I always found with uh, some women is, uh, and I was one of these women as well, uh, so, you know, relate better with men, have uh, better company with men. The only problem is that, you know, having a male attitude, um, adopting male traits or being more heavily into your masculine um, can be a turnoff for men if you're looking for that relationship, mm. right? Um, you know, being super defensive, uh, sarcastic, trying to be funny and you're not, uh, you know, th this this kind of stuff that um, women often do, right? They'll, um, yeah, they'll often try to do those kinds of things. I know I'm talking about uh, heterosexual relationships, that seems to be the one that uh, the ones that are harder. I don't. I don't know why. I would say some of the trends that we go through is mm -hmm. difficult, but um, um, yeah, I don't really have in tarot or whatever lesbian or homosexual that come in, and the problem is finding a relationship. You know, they seem to be ready uh, maybe because because uh, of being not being heterosexual. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Uh, something I'd have to think about a long time. Like, you know, why is that? Or is it exactly the same, you know, for homosexuals and lesbians? I, I would think it's, it's a little different. I think the psyche might be a little different uh, because women right now, uh, are living something we've never lived before, which is this stress of you can do anything and also being that women are can go to university, 
get a re have a really good education, um, go out there and and work, and then figure out. Well, wait a minute. How am I going to have a baby? How am I going to have a family? How am I going to have a relationship? This is something that's very very difficult for women. Mm. Um, that really, you know, men don't have to go through. They they don't. Um, necessarily have to do that they can stay working and the woman can take care of the child or they could switch roles i mean there's there's some solutions but but by far we really haven't figured out what we're going to do with that right how are you going to be a mom and have your kid in your 20s and have your career it's a big a big juggle and uh yeah there's no real solutions i suppose it can be done on an individual basis to figure it out but um, a difficult one so that's just new right um, mm. that's oops that's recent history it's not it's not way back in history if you get what I mean so I do look at our as women predicament um, I know I went through that I know um, I had to to figure out you know do you have a kid now do I and so I ended up not having a child. And I look back and I think, oh, well, I wouldn't have accomplished what I accomplished, but I would have accomplished something different. You know, because some people make look back and say, well, you would have accomplished, uh, you wouldn't have accomplished what you did accomplish. And yeah, okay, fine. It wouldn't be the same, but it would be different and there would be a child. So, you know, there could have been another way to figure it out. And here we go again into the flexibility of our minds and our ideas and what we need to sacrifice, right? You know, even as a lot of people have a regret um, as to whether, you know, I, I don't have a regret. I made very conscious choices. I'm fully responsible for my choices. But with my understanding now, yeah, I would have, I would have been looser in my ideas, whereas I was really rigid, like, no, I can't do both of these things. I can only do one of them. It's it's way too much for me. And likely it was too much. Um, but the way I was doing it, but that would have changed, right? And that's where we get into trouble. We don't realize it, it get into trouble. It's where we make decisions based on what we think we know about the way things are going to unfold. And that, I would say, is is the biggest thing you need to sacrifice. If you think you know the way this is going to unfold, it's really to picture your life. You know, if I'd sat, I'd sat down to picture my work life, but I didn't sit down to picture the, the whole of my life and how it would look with kids and um, what some way this could work out. And um, yeah, I didn't do all those things. So like, this, is what, this is the wisdom I would love to, to pass on, especially to young people. Mm -hmm. is kind of visualize all the different sections and then, you know, just work, live as though you have all of them and you'll make them happen. Even if you take a break uh, from work for a couple of years, uh, you can go back. Even if you take a break for a decade, even if you, let's say you have a kid at 20, you stay home, you raise it till it's uh, six, seven, eight years old, it's going to school and you start studying. Yes, yeah. it's gonna take you longer to get to your degree. You don't go for full time, but you know, when you're, when you're raising your kids, you certainly can take courses. These days, you can even do online courses, which is so cool, right? But 
yeah. if you had to go to one class, you know, every semester, how cool is that? You can do it. But we don't think that way. You know, we, we often, some people do, you know, I've seen this work out for people and work very well. Um, where they've had kids, they start to get their bachelor's, they get their, their master's, their PhD, come out, you know, when they're 40 and start working, right? Really smart to do it that way. Now you have kids, you've made your family life, and you've, um, you've uh, created a career. Wow. Because you have a big life ahead, right? It's not just the, <laughs> it's not just 20 to 40, right? Yeah. And you have your, your partner helping out as well. Um, you know, of course, 50% of people get divorced. I think that's the rate. So that can also be a problem, right? Is that, well, what if you get divorced? What if it doesn't work out? What if you didn't, you didn't really make the sacrifices you need to make to have a relationship, right? Like you, you, never, you never know what you've done as a kid. It's so hard when we're young, you know, when you don't have a, let's say a strong ethical uh, foundation. And that can be hard today because a lot of us don't have, uh, you know, an idea of what our values are and our ethics are. Mm-hmm. Well, that was just a huge subject that we need to continue on, but we're going to sign off for today because we need to get to attitude next time. That yeah. was a nice little view of sacrifice. All right, my darling, I'll let you go because That's the it. windows are open and those trucks are going by. And that's totally <laughs> distracting. Gotta love ya and leave ya. Bye again. Yeah, take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.